Hello and welcome, you're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. You are listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope your new year was fantastic and you're ready to kick off the year strong. So we're on episode number 14 and this week's episode is all about navigating the booking process. So I'm going to be talking about flights and how to book them so we can go on that summer camp adventure together. So you've been placed at camp. Great. Now you need to figure out how to get there. The internet is great. We love it. But you can get bombarded with like sales and taxes and layovers and connections and rechecking in and it can get overwhelming. There is a sea of information at your your fingertips, sorry, but which avenue do you even go down? So this podcast episode is to give you a few tips to help you through that booking process, to help you calm those nerves, help you make sure you're making the correct decisions. And just basically, I'm just going to give you some guidance. I've done it the past 10 years, booking flights to summer camps, visiting family, just booking flights backwards and forwards for years. And I've picked up some tips along the way and I wanted to share them with you. So first tip I'm going to share with you is use a good research tool. Researching different travel options can be a lengthy process. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. You're diving into the unknown and it's daunting. I discovered Skyscanner way back when through an online advert and I haven't looked back. I've only looked forward. So I've done Skyscanner and now I've moved on to Google Flights, which is phenomenal. So I use these research tools to start my research. Uh, It compiles every airline ticket out there, there's different routes, also offers nearby airport options for you. It gives you, you can organize it by numbers of layovers or by price. Um, And you can search by a month rather than by a certain day. The possibilities are truly endless. And it really breaks down how you want to travel and shows you comparisons. And the bonus is it's such a time saver. Yes, you will have to do some research into what they're actually offering on that price on the screen. You might need to look into is checked baggage part of that price Um, and little things like that. But as an overall, it's a really, really great way to start your search. And with that, when you are starting to search, I would actually start your search on doing it in an incognito browser. Some of you may know what that is, some of you may not, I'm just gonna go into it. It's basically a way to protect your data and protect protect you from cookies that the internet is really, really intelligent 
can see what you're going on. So adverts will pop up and be like, hi, you were researching this. Why not look at this deal? With an incognito browser, it stops your internet doing that. It protects your browsing history, your cookies, your data, um, and any information. So being incognito, you can search in confidence. When you go down to book, you can book in confidence that your personal information is not being shared with the whole wide world. So even if you're just browsing, suggest browse in an incognito browser. Okay. Next, if it's your first time traveling alone, I would suggest booking a direct flight if you can. If you can, book a direct flight. It will likely be more expensive than if there's a connection. However, it will be such a less stressful journey overall for you, especially if it's your first time traveling alone. With a direct flight, you only have to check in once. You only have to go through security once. You only have to go through the boarding process once. You only have to wait for your baggage at the baggage carousel once. You do not need to worry about delays or missing your connection or your bags not making it from one plane to the other or worry about immigration because you need to get that connection and traveling directly can make your journey more enjoyable. Hands down. If you can't travel directly, then I would suggest if you have to make a connection, make it outside of your final destination country. Why do I say that? Well, when you first enter the destination country, whether it's say I'm flying to Canada to work at a Canadian summer camp. If I enter and my connection is a Canadian city to a Canadian city, I will have to go through immigration at that first point of call when I enter Canada. Even though it's not my final destination, I will have to go through the immigration process there, which can be timely. And unfortunately, this may result in you missing your connecting flight, which then can cause a chain of problems. And that's just, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. So if you are traveling alone for the first time, that's why I would suggest making your connection outside of your final destination country. That way you are just like a normal visitor. You can just go from one connection to the other. You don't have to worry about it. Life is great. And if you can, when you book your flight, make sure that your connection is with the same airline carrier. If it's with the same airline carrier, you don't have to recheck in. You can just go through a different hallway and life is great. Whereas if you have a connecting flight with a different airline carrier, it means you have to go and collect your bags off if you have any checked luggage misses, go to the carousel, collect your bag, go and recheck in at a different kiosk and check in as if it's the first time you're flying. And that is a hassle. It adds onto your time. And if it's a tight connection, that can be really stressful. You're running, you are, it's something that you can't really control is the amount of time it takes for your bags to get to the carousel. And it, you can't control how quick or how short the line is at security and things like that. So 
please follow my advice. I've been there, I've done it. You don't want to be that person running through the airport trying to get your connecting flight. You don't want to be the person in tears because you've missed your connecting flight and you don't know what to do next. Um, Take it from me, it's a hassle and a half. It's so stressful. And especially if it's your first time traveling alone, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So that is my next tip. Another tip I would suggest is try and see if your flight has a flexi option. Now, story time. When I first booked my trip to Canada, I just graduated. I didn't have a job to come back to. So I was free as a bird. And because of these circumstances, somebody suggested to me, why don't I add a flexi option to my return flight? And I was like, what is a flexi option? I have no idea what that is. And basically a flexi option means that you pay a little bit more than basic economy, but it gives you the ability to change your return flight without a charge at a later date. So this is perfect for any solo traveler for anybody who is going to go to camp and then going to travel after camp, because when you're traveling, things are unexpected. You might not want to be confined by your original plan. Your travels may take you to a different city or a different country. You may want to stay longer than you expected. You could even extend your employment. And there's so many different things that could happen whilst on your travels that would mean that you need to change your return flight home. And a flexi option allows you to do that without a charge, which is amazing. This option was amazing for me. Of course, I took it. It gave me the flexibility I needed as I actually extended my employment that summer. Um, So it actually saved me a lot of money in the long run. Plus, it like cut out any stress about having to change my plans because it was just one phone call to organize the switch of my return date. So if you have an option to have a flexi ticket, definitely, definitely, if you are up in the air about what date you want to return, I would definitely pay a little bit extra to get the flexi ticket because it could save you in the long run. Another tip that I would give to anybody is I would, if it's possible for you, I would be smart whilst booking. So being smart whilst booking is like using the incognito browser, but it's also using a credit card to book the flights. And no worries if you don't have one, that's fine. The reason I bring this one up is because in recent years, travelers have been stung with airlines going out of business um, or because of the pandemic or many things and unfortunately have been left stranded. And if you book your flight on your debit card, it could be more difficult to get your money back if something like that happened. Because with a credit card, whenever you make a purchase, you actually have insurance on that purchase. It is built into many credit cards. I know that the credit card I just opened has that benefit in. So even if an airline goes out of business, I have the peace of mind knowing that I will get that money back easily because I booked it on my credit card because that money is protected via my 
credit card insurance. The only hassle I will have is to find another flight, but that is better than the alternative in the long run of potentially losing hundreds of pounds, like some of your hard-earned money, if an airline does go bankrupt and you have no way to get that money back. So really be smart, credit card, but with a credit card. Another way of smart booking is potentially you have air miles. Now, this is really great. Some banks, when you open a credit card, you could have incentives like having 100,000 airline miles already on your card, which could actually be a return flight to North America and back, which is amazing, right? That could just be your flight just for opening the credit card. Um, so, or if you've made purchases on it, or you have a family credit card, or you have like things like even like Tesco club card points now can stack up to go towards, um, like paying for flights and things like that. So if you have a loyalty reward program, like look into those points, see if you can use those points towards your flights, because that could help save money for your flights, which is a win-win when you need to stretch your money when you're a solo traveler, because you want to do so much with so little. I know the first time I went traveling, I was a student. I just had my student loan, a little bit of money that I had saved up from my student loan. And I could only travel for as long as my salary could take me. And that might sound like it's not a lot, but I also got tipped in the summer camp. So I could actually travel around America for three whole weeks. And I went from New York down to Miami, back up to New York, Philadelphia, and across to LA and back. So if I can do that in three weeks with money from summer camp and the tips, believe you me, you can stretch your money far enough for the travels that you want to do. And lastly, when it comes to booking flights, people obviously ask, when's the best time to book? And now contrary to popular belief, there is no magic time to book your flights. Most travel websites say the cheapest time to book an international flight is at least three months before you're traveling. They say that after this time, ticket price will slowly increase week after week. So if you are looking to save some pennies, definitely keep this in mind. Now, some people say that booking on a Tuesday is better than booking on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I think these are just urban myths. Um, my top tip to if you are looking to book flights in the near future is sign up for airline emails. These emails will let you know of any sales that they are having. Another thing that you can sign up for is flight alerts, like on Google Flights or on Skyscanner. There is notifications. They can inform you if the prices have increased or decreased, and it can help you keep track of pricing trends of the certain flight. So definitely keep an eye on that. You do have to be observant with these types of things, especially if you're trying to save money and because you have to take the flight anyway, sometimes you just have to bite the bullet. Um, but definitely there are a few tips that you can do. And that is 
all of my tips for navigating the booking process. If you have any tips that you would like to share with me and the community, please let me know, send me a direct message in my social medias. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to chat to you. If you have any tips yourself, please let me know. I would love to share that with the community here. But thank you so, so much. I appreciate it and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. You can find me on social media. I am Brit in the six on all my socials also you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.brit in the six.com thank you very much and see you next time